Love is not just looking at each other. It's looking in the same direction. Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Do you work with your spouse? Or are you thinking about working with your spouse or significant other? If so, you don't want to miss this episode. We are bringing you practical tips on how to keep the love in your romantic relationship alive when you and your spouse work together in your business every day. Welcome to the Stitch for Success podcast, where we are teaching business and life lessons that will help you launch, grow, or scale your creative business. I am Monica Allen, and I'm a wife, mom, daughter, entrepreneur, author, friend, lifelong learner, and host of this podcast. For over eight years, I was stuck in corporate and dreamt of escaping. Creating a side hustle with just $700 and having taken the leap over 15 years ago, we have since grown multiple six-figure and seven-figure brands. Being an entrepreneur for over 18 years has afforded me many successes and a few failures. I want to share those with you so you can grow and be successful in your business. Joining me today is my friend, husband, and business partner, Ethan King. We just celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary, which is absolutely crazy to believe Mm -hmm. sometimes, but we've actually known each other for, and we've been in business together for over 20 years. So we thought that being that this is the month of love, Valentine's Day is coming up, that we share some tips with you all on what we've learned over the past 18 years when working together as business partners and love partners. So Ethan, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, very good. So we are going to talk about the tips that we each have three tips and I'm gonna share Ethan's and he'll explain those and he'll share mine. And I'll explain those. So the first, I'm going to start with. Uh, well, just to just to give people a little bit more background, we did not see each other's tips before this call. So the assignment was, I'll send Monica my three tips and she'll send me her three tips. And then we're going to ask each other about our tips. So we did not collaborate on this beforehand because we wanted to bring it to you fresh and raw. All right. <laughs> This is very true. So Ethan's first point is make a list of who is responsible for what business and family slash home. Yeah. Okay. So um, I remember way back in the day when Monica and I did premarital counseling, um, an assignment that we had, it was a worksheet where it's like, okay, write out a list of duties and and this was like household chores so let's say taking out the trash washing the dishes um you know taking care of the cars the vehicles and next to each duty you had to write the name of the person who is responsible for that task for that thing and so we each uh had our own list and we would write to we we individually wrote down the names if i remember correctly to see where we were in alignment and where we weren't and some of the things we were, and, and some we weren't. Um, so the ones that w- where we weren't in alignment, we had to discuss that and then figure out whose name belongs on that. For example, taking out the trash. I think I think we were both in alignment that Ethan's name went next to rolling the trash cans out to the curb every week. So um, that's cool because I know that I, you know, I own that it is my responsibility to roll the trash cans out to the curb each week. Now, do I do it every single week? No, sometimes Monica will do it if she's out there. Um, you know, we have an assistant who helps sometimes and, and she'll roll it, roll them out to the curb sometimes. But 
I still own that task and, you know, I've accepted that so that it helps with mindset um, of that duty. And I don't feel any type of angst or, or, or grief or resentment towards someone if they don't roll out the trash can, because I know it's on my plate. So um, I, I think that that translates well over into the business world. Also, if you work with your partner, um, then it's a good idea to list out the, the business duties, the business tasks, and put a name next to who owns that so that there's no ambiguity about who is responsible for it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't help. It doesn't mean you can't delegate anything, but you still own that task. And in our business, uh, for example, Monica owns the insurance side of things. She, her background, uh, she was an insurance broker for, for eight years, worked in corporate America, and I cannot stand insurance, paperwork, payroll, HR, all of that type of stuff drives me nuts. It bores me to tears, but I know it's super important and it has to be done. So Monica knows that she is the, the DR, what we say is the DRI, the directly responsible individual when it comes to uh, that type of uh, insurance, paperwork, payroll, HR, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I got that covered. <laughs> So what was my number one? I don't remember. <laughs> Did you have any comments on mine? Uh, I don't, I don't think okay. so. I mean, I definitely think sometimes, like you mentioned, I'll take out the trash because I'm out there and I think it works the same in business. If something needs to be done and the other one's able to take care of it, we just do it. Well, ironically, um, your number one is very similar to this. You said have job descriptions with roles and tasks like you would for any other team member. So I feel like that's pretty much the same thing. Um, you want to elaborate on much, that? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Definitely a job description, just so everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing is important. And you mentioned me doing the insurance. Well, you are the, the marketing person. You lead the marketing. That doesn't mean that I don't weigh in on, well, I think we should maybe send out an email about this or that. It doesn't mean that I may, not, may or may not weigh in on something in relationship to marketing, but that is, you are the DRI on that one. And we both sometimes lean into the other to help those roles get done, so. Yeah, right. definitely. So All I'll right. jump into the number two on yours. Um, okay. Appreciate what skills and talents your partner brings to the table. Can you elaborate on what you meant by that? I can't elaborate on that. I think in the very beginning, when we first started, we had, we often took each other for granted. We knew what the other did and we just we would sometimes take it for granted and not always appreciate the skills that that person brought to the table because a lot of times it was based on lack of understanding if you don't actually understand what goes into getting a task done or goes into getting something done then you may not appreciate the time that it takes to build a website or to send out a marketing email or to broker out insurance you know all of those things are so important and just appreciating all of the work that your partner does, not just at the office, but also at home, because there are going to be different roles there as well. And especially once you add kids to the mix, that's a whole different 
that's just a whole different thing. So just appreciating everything and, and don't be afraid to say, you know, I really appreciate you for doing this. I really appreciate you for, you know, standing up and doing this when I wasn't able to. So just showing that appreciation for your partner. Yeah, definitely. That, that's what I was going to tag on there. I think the key word is showing the appreciation because you can appreciate something all day, but if the other person doesn't know it, then right, it's no good, right? Right, um, exactly. But, but yeah, in fact, I was thinking this, like prime example where I, I failed at this recently is I didn't show or tell you, I don't think, um, my appreciation for you doing the W-2s the other day. So Monica was oh. <laughs> working, uh, we changed payroll companies in the middle of the year. And so, I don't know, you, you can probably explain better if you want to, but long story short, it probably bore you to tears if we mentioned on this <laughs> podcast, but long story short, she had to jump in and manually fix some stuff to get our employees their W-2s on time so they can file their taxes. And uh, like I told you guys a minute ago, I, I hate doing stuff like that. And that's, that's her wheelhouse. But, you know, I appreciate the fact that she spent a good half a day working on that because it is vital to keeping our company going. So um, it's, it's really, what it is, is empathy and putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And even if you don't understand what they're doing, um, like Monica may not fully understand all that goes into the web design part of things or the email marketing part of things that I do, but still understanding that it, it is a lot of work and, and showing that appreciation. Definitely. And I know I, I surely do not understand all that goes into Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all of that good stuff. I, I want to understand that, but I don't. And you do such a great job on those things. So you are appreciated as well. Okay. Ethan's number two, be a sounding board for each other. Yeah. So, um, it, so in life, you're going to work on different projects together. Um, they're going to be things that your partner's working on, on their own. For example, Monica has a passion for interior design. And at, at one point, um, you know, she was able to go follow that passion and actually work at a, um, a store where she could utilize her interior design capabilities. So she took on a job part-time, even though she didn't have to, she wanted to, she was fulfilling a passion. She had a full-time, uh, she, she had a business that that's running and we had a great team and she was like, Hey, I, I want to go do this thing. So I was like, okay, cool. Go for it. And even though I don't, um, you know, understand that world 100%. I know that it's her passion. So I would be supportive in that venture. And then would also be a sounding board when it, you know, whenever she has an interior design project or a client, sometimes she would show me the, I don't even know what you call it, like the board where you have the different fabrics and the furniture and stuff like that. And I would give her my two cents or my feedback and, you know, just be, just be there, be an, another voice because, if you're working on a project or you're in a business and, and you're all alone and, you, and you're in a tunnel and you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of, then that's going to slow your progress down. So it's always great to be that sounding board for your partner and rely on them for the same thing. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. And I also like being a part of the projects that you're working on, even though I may not, you know, get my hands dirty. I like to see what you're doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, your new project, Six Pack Dads. I am um, 
I'm an advocate for being helpful and, and weighing in and definitely being a sounding board when you need some advice or some thoughts or just anything that I can help do. I want to do that because I love you. All right. Um, all right. I think it's on you. You're, you're up next. Okay. All right. So the third tip on Monica's list is goals and overall mission vision should align. All right. What do you mean by that? Okay. So what I mean by that is you're working together. You truly know you are a team and the vision for the business, the vision for your family should be the same. One of the things, one of the sweetest things you ever did for me was gave me this card and you talked about how we build things together. Mm. And that has just stuck with me. And, you know, we're building this business together. We're building our family together. And we talk about those things. We talk about our financial goals. We talk about our business financial goals. We talk about our goals for our kids and making sure that they're, they're well-rounded, they're educated, they're entrepreneurial. And we talk about those things. And to me, just us being aligned in that helps us continue to grow and move forward and truly be prosperous in what we do. And when we do get off get off track or one of us is kind of going the opposite direction, we can talk about it and say, okay, well, what's our ultimate goal? What ultimate goal? What, what do we want to look back and say we've accomplished? Where are we trying to go? Mm -hmm. And when we know where we're going, then we can fill in the steps, the appropriate steps to get there. So we're both climbing up the same ladder together or however, whatever metaphor you want to use, we're both on the same page. And I think that's very important. Yeah, definitely. And it, I, I, I'll I have to research this because there's some quote out there. Maybe you can find it and add it into the podcast. But it's something like, um, you know, when, when people are young and they're dating, they're in love, they're they're looking at each other, their, their vision, they're looking into each other's eyes, right? If you have this metaphor, this visual. Um, but the key to sustainable uh, growth and, and staying together in your relationship, especially if you work with your spouse, is to instead of staring, gazing into each other's eyes, if you're standing side by side and both looking at the same vision, the same goal, the same horizon, and you're marching toward that horizon together, and it's like you're fighting together in battle and whatever comes your way, you're, you're, you're side by side helping each other marching towards that that goal towards that shared vision and that's the key to staying together it's like so you have these adventures together you have these adversities that you help each other through um these things that you're building all along and you know my my um my card was about us building we built our house together the, the house that we live in built from the ground up we built our business our our company headquarters together from the ground up we build our kids from the ground up for lack of a better <laughs> term um but we're always building something together and i think that is the key to longevity and freshness in a relationship for sure i totally agree with that and um i had a point to add but it kind of slipped away when you mentioned building the kids from the ground up so <laughs> <laughs> that was that was interesting 
Um, I do think it's important. And I feel like your number three is somewhat similar or it's a, it's an extension to this is have common interests besides work and kids. For example, TV shows and movies, date nights, golf, travel together, mm-hmm. type of thing. Do you um, want to add yeah. more to that? So it's a little bit different. Um, so that one is really about, and, and we, we still find ourselves in this situation from, from time to time, but when the kids are gone and when you have time alone together, what are you talking about with your spouse? And we found that a lot of times we end up talking about work and we talking about and we're talking about kids when we're not at work and the kids aren't around. We should be talking about something completely different. But sometimes it's like, um, I don't really have anything else to talk about because I've just been immersed in work and kids for the past however long, especially now with right now yeah for sure pandemic, it's like the kids have been home all, all we've been we haven't been traveling much all we've been doing is just working and parenting with the so there's nothing yeah. else to talk about but um i think you have to be intentional intentional about um making sure that you and your spouse do other things so that the conversation can be about things that that aren't work related or kids related so watch a good movie together that you all both can get into and discuss later or go to a show, um, maybe reading the same book together or audio book. Um, Monica and I, we, we used to play golf together. That was fun. You know, we, we took golf lessons together and uh, I mean, we stopped playing after a while because it, it became pretty time consuming. Right. But we enjoyed it. Um, we'll get traveling. back to it. We'll get yeah, back, we'll to, get back it. to it. Uh, <laughs> traveling, going on trips together with your spouse without the kids is important because then you have those memories and those discussion points like you know we've been lots of places together Cabo Costa Rica and you know where and we always have those memories to to draw back on and discuss so um it's important that you don't get lost in the shuffle of just working kids yes and I think it's also important to do that because when the kids leave home when you retire you want to have something in common to do together. Otherwise, the kids leave and you sell your business or whatever your exit strategy is, and you're looking at a stranger. Mm-hmm. And you don't, we don't, I know we've decided we don't want that. We want to know each other and, and continue to be friends and continue to love each other. So that's really important. And I remember my other point now is when you were talking about looking out at the horizon. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be in love with each other and gaze in each other's eyes, but then you can't see what's coming. Mm. You can't see what's coming to you from, from your left or your right, you know? And so it's really important that you are looking forward and you're planning forward because a vision is key. And, you know, with no vision, you don't, you can't get anywhere. So Mm. you have to have vision as an individual, but you also have to have vision as a couple. And I think that is all of those are a winning combination. What do you think? Yeah, no, one, 100%, 100%. And this has been great. Since you have me as a guest on your your podcast, I'm going to take the opportunity to give a shameless plug. And I've decided that this episode is sponsored by Six Pack Dads. Um, You know, as (laughs) middle-aged guys, you know, it's so easy to get that pop belly when, um, you know, life, life happens, you're stressed out, especially if you're a busy executive, you got uh, your company, you got your kids, your wife, your family, all kinds of stuff going on. 
it's easy to put fitness and health on the back burner. But a quote that I live by is the man who has his health has a thousand wishes. The man who doesn't have his health has but one. And so that means you can have all the money in the world, all the success in the world, but if you don't have your, your health, it does not matter. You want to be there to be, be there for your kids. You want to have that longevity. You want to be able to throw around your kids. I love tossing around my kids. I'm a six pack dad. I've had a six pack in some shape, form or fashion for the past 12 years. And I did not grow up athletic. I didn't really start running until about age 30. I'm 42 years old now. Last year, I was on the cover of Best Self Atlanta magazine for over 40 and fabulous. I, I won the contest and that inspired me to help some of my friends and family members who are also middle-aged busy guys to get in shape. So I, I developed a program that helps people get a six pack in six weeks. And you can learn more about it at sixpackdads.com. And I will say, though, I may be a bit biased, but you don't look 42. <laughs> you really don't. You look great. And so thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. I truly appreciate all that you do. I appreciate you as a, as a husband, a dad, a business partner, all of that. So know that you are appreciated and happy early Valentine's Day. Thanks. I appreciate you too. This has been fun. All right. Thanks. I thank Ethan so much for being a part of this podcast episode. We wanted to give you guys somewhat of a roadmap if you're thinking about working with your spouse or significant other, or if you're already doing so. Trust me when I tell you, it has not been easy. I've had many people tell us that I don't know how you guys work together. How do you do that? I could not work with my spouse. And we have had our moments. He and I are both very much type A people. We want to, we have very strong opinions and we both think we're often right. So that being said, we've had some moments some arguments, some frustration, but we have learned and created these rules of the game over time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Just to quickly hit on the tips, because we do think that putting your relationship first is so important. First, you want to make a list of who is responsible for what at home and in the business. Job descriptions, even for each of you, is key. Two, be a sounding board for each other. You also want to have common interests besides working kids. Appreciate each other and say it out loud. And lastly, have a common vision for your business and your family. Stay committed to building on that together. I would love to hear your tips if you work with your spouse or if this is helpful to you in any way. Let me know. You can reach me on Instagram at Stitch for Success or email me at stitchforsuccess at gmail.com. Don't forget, for those dads out there who would love to get that six-pack or just get fit, go check out sixpackdads.com and add your name to the wait list for the next challenge. As we talked about sounding boards and support for each other's projects, though I'm not a dad, I am currently taking part in Ethan's six-pack dad challenge because I want to become a six-pack mama. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you would pop over to Apple or Spotify to rate, leave a review, and subscribe to the podcast. Take care of yourself and have a great one.